We're the Valentins. And we are passionate about people. Every human was created for fulfilling relational connection. But that's not always what comes easiest. We know this because of our wide range of personal experience, as well as our years of working with people. So we're going to crack open topics like dating, marriage, family, and parenting to encourage, entertain, and equip you for a deeply fulfilling life of relational health. All right, everyone, welcome back to Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins. And we should actually start out by saying happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. How wonderful it is that Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday this year, just in time for your latest and greatest episode of (laughs) Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins. Here we are. We're excited. (laughs) We're going to talk about a subject that you would imagine we would talk about on Valentine's Day. I almost said yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know. Where are you at? Gosh. It's Valentine's Day it and is. we're going on a date tonight. Yeah, we are. Can't wait. Me too. I'm For ready. dinner out. But in the meantime, while we wait for dinner out, let's talk about love. Mm. Why not? I love it. <laughs> Jason and I were um, reminiscing. Actually, funny, we're not like huge Valentine's people, but... Oh, love. Well... Let me say, we're not huge Valentine's people in the sense of like, there's not any like great expectations that we have, but the longer we've been married, the more we've come to realize that if you aren't a little bit intentional on Valentine's day, it just feels a bit disappointing. At the end of this, we're going to tell our funniest Valentine's story. Yeah. I know what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll save it for the end. Um, but actually our little relationship has, um, circled around Valentine's day. I mean, we just have like that time of year is kind of significant for us because we actually started dating two days after Valentine's day back in 2010. It's because Valentine's day came and I was thinking about you the whole time. Stirred up all those feelings we had. So, um, yeah. So Jason and I started dating a couple days after Valentine's day in 2010 and it was casual with a little walk and a coffee and a tea and, and then it turned a little bit more serious. And then we basically saw each other every single day from then on, right? Yeah, we did. Why would we not? I know, because we were falling for each other. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were talking uh, this morning, actually, and reminiscing about just this part of our little relationship where we'd gone from dating to becoming more serious and more and more committed. And then there was this one day where we had spent the evening together. I remember having had dinner together and we had gotten your kids down and put to bed. Mm -hmm. And then we were hanging out on your back deck on the hammock. You remember this? Yeah, I do. And we'd been dating for several months and things were going really well. And we were serious enough that I was now spending time with the kids and kind of doing the homework and dinner and bedtime routine a couple nights a week with Jason and the kids. And we were really enjoying it. And Jay was ready to kind of move the relationship along and he was ready to, you know, make things a little bit more committed and official. And I started, um, having all of these reservations come up. And I remember one of the funniest things that I thought to myself in those months of our dating relationship was, I don't know how to tell if I love him. How do I know if I love him? Which sounds like such a funny question, but I think 
valid had, question, right? It is a valid question. We had, you know, we had decided that we would not kiss each other until we could authentically say, I love you. And the reason why we made that our boundary was because at the time, Jay's oldest son had, you know, he was really kind of involving the kids in our dating relationship so that they, so he could get a grip for a grasp on how comfortable they felt with things, how much they understood about his dating process. I he, also wanted the kids to feel like a part, like they were powerful. Yeah. He, they, he wanted the kids to feel powerful and, and involved in the process. And he had asked Elijah at that time, um, you know, son, what is, how, how do you feel about me kissing Lauren? Well, actually the question I asked is what does it mean to kiss somebody? What does it mean to kiss somebody? Right. And he said, well, it means that you love them. Mm -hmm. And Jay went, okay, cool. His definition of kissing is you would only do that if you loved somebody. Okay, cool. Well, that's going to be our standard. Then I'm not going to kiss Lauren until I love her because I don't want Elijah or the kids to be confused about Mm -hmm. what's happening. We're going to go with his definition, which that's a freebie right there. That's just a big old fat tip for any of you who are thinking of, you know, dating with kids in the picture and all of that. That's just such a great, such a beautiful model is helping your kids be powerful in that. Anyways, so that was our standard. So we knew, okay, we're not going to kiss until we love each other. Well, I'll tell you what, the feelings of wanting to kiss someone when you're dating them and you really like them, pretty and strong, really attracted to them. Like I wanted to kiss him, but there was this question in my mind but I don't know if I love him and how do I know? And I remember being on the hammock this one night and it was like the perfect spring evening. We were out on the hammock looking up at the sky, kind of cuddling on the hammock and it was all romantic. Of course I wanted to kiss him. I wanted him to kiss me, but I just all of a sudden got hit with fear. And I remember blurting out kind of out of nowhere, what is love? Like, that was my question. What is love? How do you know if you love someone? And I remember you laughing at me a little bit. And then we actually talked about it. Uh And uh, so today's episode is called, What is Love? (laughs) Because everybody, it was dramatic in the moment. It was so dramatic. But I think it's a great question. It's such a good question. Let's unpack it. Yeah, it's such a good question that you really want to have a good grasp on and understand. Um, People people love this idea of love at first sight, Mm -hmm. right? We love the... The movie view. Yeah, the thought that you could, you see someone and then I just knew when I saw them that I loved them and Mm -hmm. that they were going to be the one for me. Mm -hmm. And like, you just know when you know, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of our world and well, it's the, it's the fairy tale version. And I think, can I just stop and say mm-hmm. that does happen for some people? Well, you and I are going to argue then. Well, I'll say some people have that experience and then they do actually end up loving that person and marrying that person. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. What happens more often? <laughs> So yeah, that, fair enough. let's talk about love at first sight, okay. like in, in what that is, uh-huh. what, what people are, are really talking about yeah. is you have to understand what happens chemically 
-hmm. when you see someone that you like. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what's happening, mm -hmm. is when you see someone that you like, that's attractive, you get a release of dopamine mm -hmm. to your brain. And that, that release of dopamine is, uh, releases like this pleasure and reward feeling. So all yeah. of a sudden you have this like, this, this chemical um, release in your brain that is creating feelings of excitement and happiness right. inside of you. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then you have... They a call dopamine the feel-good yeah. hormone, right? Yeah. It feels good. It feels so good. Yeah. And then you have this release of adrenaline and uh, norepinephrine. Sorry. Norepinephrine. I, yeah. That's a hard word. It is so hard. <laughs> um, which which uh, releases, again, that's a hormone that leads to like increased heart rate and dry mouth and sweating and, but again, <laughs> like nervous excitement. Yeah, it is. And all of this activates your reward center in your mm -hmm. brain. So your brain has a reward center in it that basically yeah. when dopamine and, um, adrenaline and norep norepinephrine yeah, <laughs> uh, is released and even further on. So the, the further you go into this mm -hmm. oxytocin is released mm -hmm. It, which again is like, it's a drug. It makes you feel amazing. Yeah. And your body goes, get that. I want more of that. Get more of that. Totally. That's what happens when you look at pornography as well as all these chemicals are being, being released into your body at a, with, with pornography at a very high level. Mm -hmm. But when you're just like, when you see a really great looking girl on the beach uh -huh. or man, Brad Pitt walks by shirtless, you <laughs> Brad know, Pitt in legends of the fall, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening, right? Totally. You get this release of chemicals into your reward circuit and your brain says, I really like this. Yeah. This is working for me. Yeah. The same thing happens when you eat like lots of calories, a Big Mac. Yeah. I'm like a big bowl of ice cream would do this. Mm, it does. On another level. Yeah. And so what's happening is your body is saying, you like this. This mm -hmm. is great. This feels, this feels so good. good. Uh -huh. Yeah. And instead of like, instead of really loving them, mm -hmm. I'm loving what's happening to me. Yeah. And that's a really good indicator that like, uh, by the way, I should say none of these things are bad. No, this is naturally how our bodies are created yeah. and wired. Yeah. But There's a reason for it. Yeah. And, and it's so cool because these are the feelings that let me know I'm interested. I'm attracted. Right. I'm find out more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have to go deeper and really find out, find out more because if you mix love up with lust, you end up with a relationship that's based upon chemistries. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what love is, but the thing is that, that we have to understand in the very beginning, you are in this chemically induced, yeah. sometimes lust, not in a bad way. I'm just being dramatic. Right. But love is not that. Love is not the feeling uh -uh. of attraction. It can include it and it should include it. Yeah. But that when people say like, I knew I loved them the moment I saw them. That's not what's happening. No. Because love is not a feeling. No. It includes feelings, but it's not a feeling. And right. we just want to like really draw a line in the ground there yeah. with where our, um, yeah, with. What our definitions mm -hmm. of love really are. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. what is love, babe? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, love is 
something that can't be separated from its like biblical definition. Yeah. Like we, we know and experience love because God first loved us. Mm-hmm. That's what we read in the Bible. Yeah. That's the truth of scripture that our entire faith and life is built upon that we have been loved by the God of the universe. And as he has loved us, we are able to experience and then act in love towards one another. Um, and I'm no Bible scholar. Come on, babe. Don't sell yourself short. I'm no Greek scholar, but, uh, I do know a couple things and I know that in the English language, there's only one word for love, but in the Greek language, there's actually four. Yeah. It's Jason for love. The one word for love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, the four words in the Greek language, not all of them are actually found in the new Testament, but there are references to, and depictions of each of these four types of love in the new Testament. The first one would be the love of like a friendship bond, like between Jesus and his disciples and between, between believers, it's the friendship bond kind of love. And it's, uh, the word philia. Um, then there's the eros type of love, which is that romantic love. And, um, there's references to like in first Corinthians chapter seven references to like for young believers, follow God's plan for Eros love Mm -hmm. within the boundaries of marriage, because in the boundaries of marriage, romantic love is a blessing from God. It's awesome. Um, and then there's, I might not pronounce this right, but it's like storge love, which is kind of like a, it's a more of a familial bond kind of Um, as I was reading, it's more of like the natural kind of like a parent to child. A parent has a hard time not loving its child. Like you're, there's a bond there. Most Um, of the time. Yeah. And, and then agape love being this, uh, this unconditional perfect love that we experience directed at us from God. Yeah. Agape. And so, you know, these different it's, it's helpful to have a more dynamic definition of love because we know even with just our one English language word for love, that there's lots of different kinds of love, Mm -hmm. right? We forget the fact that like we just unpacked the reality of love can't just be a chemical feeling. It can't be, um, purely an emotion. We know that in our human experience, but the, these breakdown, these four Greek words for love, I honestly feel like it does create such a more robust and dynamic understanding of, of love itself. But what we know to be true about uh, love in the kingdom of God is that we're actually commanded by God to love him and to love each other. Yeah. So purely the truth that we are commanded to love debunks any myth that love might purely be an emotion or a feeling. Yeah. You can't command a feeling. feeling. You cannot command an emotion. Um, love in the most important sense is, is an action and it's an action directed at another person directed at God, directed at people. Um, and I think that's, really helpful to know because when you get into these tricky places in relationships with one another and you're trying to decide where am I at with this person, there's a lot of questions you can ask yourself when you're asking yourself, do I love them? It isn't, it isn't as simple as what are my feelings for them? 
but it's actually, you know, do I have the capacity, the drive, the intention to direct my love towards this person? It's going to require an incredible amount of energy and intentionality. And we, when we're kind of classifying our relationships, of course, when we're in that friendship zone with people, there are, I do actually ask myself, like, what capacity to love do I have with certain people in my life? And actually, um, although Jesus commands us to love even our enemies, we know that loving people in different circles of intimacy is going to be a very different experience. Yeah. Me loving the person down the street that I don't know comes with a whole different set of intention than the person that I've, I'm in a committed yeah. relationship with or in yeah. a deep friendship with. And so, um, knowing what my actions are like in order to direct my love at different groups of people, that's, it's a helpful distinguisher. Um, I love the description in the Bible about what love is and, you know, love is patient. It's mm -hmm. kind. Mm -hmm. It's not self-seeking. Mm -hmm. It's long suffering. You know, it doesn't boast. It's not proud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because I think that that's, that to me is like the rudder of a ship for love is I know that I'm in a great spot in my life when I'm doing those things, right? Like I love my kids. How do I know that I love my kids? Because I'm working on my patience. I'm mm -hmm. working on my kindness. I am willing to suffer and do things that I don't want to do for them, right? And I am, I am checking my ego at the door. I'm doing all those things and, and saying, like, I'm loving my wife well. What does loving my wife well look like? It looks like I'm being patient and kind and willing to suffer long. I know um, the, the way the world sees love, I, always, like, I tell people, like, love is not enough in the context of the way that the world sees and does love because we know a lot of people who say, I love my partner, you know, like I love my husband. And it's like, you say that you love your husband, but you're not doing conflict. Mm. You're avoiding conflict. Or a husband would say like, I love my wife and yet they're not emotionally connected. Mm -hmm. And you can really love somebody honestly, but in order to have like a great marriage or a great relationship, yeah. You, love is and the biblical sense of love is an action right like that love requires that i don't do what i want to do but i do what's best for us totally the way that the world sees love that kind of love is not enough for most you know for marriages well, and it doesn't last it doesn't last no because you have to be willing to do conflict you have to be courageous enough my love for you gives me the courage to sit in hard conversations mm -hmm. with you. That's what biblical love is supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. I think about, um, yeah, I think about how the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit, the mm. fruit of the Holy spirit in my life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Love is a fruit of the spirit. So in God, I have the ability to love. Yeah. It's the fruit of the spirit. But then, like you said, in 1 Corinthians, we get a list of descriptors. What it, how is love characterized? What does love look like? Mm -hmm. And those definitions 
show me the distance between where I am today and how much I need to grow in order to love like Jesus intends my spouse, my children, my friends, my family. And that's important because I really feel like that's important because when we are able to see the distance between where I'm at today and how much I need to grow in order to become more Christ-like in my ability to love, we understand that it's actually a great decision to love someone in a covenant sense is actually a great and powerful choice that we make. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't luckily, right. We don't just fall and trip into love. Yeah. We choose ultimately those deepest places, those, the covenant place of love is a big choice that we make. And that's an, that's a sobering and important decision to make because it is a commitment to grow. Yeah. It when really I look is. at that list and I see what, how Jesus defines love, all the, all the ways that he defines love, all the ways that the Bible defines and depicts what love is like. If I'm choosing to covenant love you, I am choosing to go on a big fat learning curve journey of becoming all of those things. Yeah. Patient, long suffering, kind, not self-seeking, not boastful, not proud. It's a, it's such a tough, like, it's such a crazy journey. Um, I remember my dad tells this story when he's preaching, he was asking the Lord, um, for more patience. And I think, I think it had to do with the grandkids and God said, you don't need more patience. You need more love Yeah. because love is patient. Right. And that kind of blew him away. Like, Oh gosh. And thinking through like this year alone, I've had, uh, I don't know. Several of my friends have either are either in a separation in the marriage, mm-hmm. or um, a couple of them ended up in affairs. Mm-hmm. And the confusion around the guys who have ended up in affairs, whether it be emotional or physical uh-huh. affair, um, has been around this topic yeah. of love. Yeah. And the confusion, right? I know that that sometimes people listen to it and they go, "Yeah, we know love's not a feeling." Yeah, da da blah blah blah. And then you get into marriage, mm-hmm. you get 10 years in the marriage. And recently I met with someone and they're like, I just, I, I feel like I've never felt before. I have, I have all these, you know, like I have such a strong, we Ties. have such strong such a, chemistry, yeah, right? Such a strong pull. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, and I don't want to like kick the dead horse too much, but I'm going to kick it a few times because I'm here. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about love is it really is so incredibly confusing for people when their emotions get involved. And when you're in a marriage that um, that's tough, that's challenging, yeah. you have to really guard your heart because your brain goes, it shouldn't be this hard. It should be fun. We should, be, we should feel more connected and, and closer. And that's all yeah. fine. But when you start to, and and that opens the door for people to experience somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? And they get that hit of dopamine and norepinephrine and oxytocin. And then they go, oh my gosh, I have never felt like this. Well, the truth is you just can't remember when you felt like that. Right. Because you felt like that in the very beginning of your relationship. That's what happens in the very beginning with a novel relationship. Right. But 
your love, that feeling matures and grows and you build the bond with the person you're married with. But people get really confused when, I mean, again, you have this starts with this emotional connection with somebody. Then you think I've never felt this way before. Then you make a very poor choice, right? I'm, you think that you're in love, but you're not in love. You're just flooded in chemicals and lust and whatever euphoria and you leave your family and end up in a relationship that you never want to be in. So yeah. anyways, I just really want to lay it's that out there. It's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And because God's why it matters so much is that's not God's definition of love. Right. God's definition of love is patience, kindness, mm-hmm. gentleness, humility, long suffering, perseverance. It's all these things that that yeah. lead to a healthy better life. Yeah. It has very little to do with the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the emotions actually are either the chemical reactions that happen Mm -hmm. in the beginning when that dopamine and all those other chemicals are flying around in your brain, or they are the overflow of a deeply connected Mm -hmm relationship where you have chosen to aim yourselves at one another. It's the gift you get as a result of building connection with each other. It's true. So in this beautiful empowered place where we live, where we get to choose who we love and who we aim our Eros love at, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, people, I say people, and I include myself, like sometimes we forget the amount of intentionality that it is required in order to build the bonds of connection that actually produce that fruit of, oh, I actually also enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I like this. This feels good. The feel good feelings. Yeah. When you get that inside of a seasoned marriage, you know to freaking give yourself a clap because you have done some incredible work to build a bond of connection that then produces that kind of result. And ultimately that is the gratifying lay your life down kind of love that Christ models. I mean, the servant kind of love that lays itself down over and over again to build a bond, to build Mm -hmm. connection the fruit of that labor is the feel good stuff. Yeah. It's yes, it's there at the beginning for a whole nother host of reasons because we are these yeah. human beings who were created with this physical body and these neurological chemical components. But we also get to experience it later when we've done the work of yeah. the work of love. It's true. I think about it like uh building a house mm-hmm. when you start dreaming about your dream house right mm-hmm. you're like oh my gosh this is amazing we're going to mm-hmm. build this new house and everyone's excited right and then when you get into the work of building that house mm-hmm. it's the labor the labor love. right yeah. and you and you get into it and you now you follow the plan and you wake up every morning mm-hmm. and you do what you have to do hammering the nails screwing in the screws painting the walls and you're not like, wow, this feels amazing. You're like, wow, we're doing something significant. Yeah. Then you get to spend the rest of your life when you're finished living in 
what you've built. Totally. And that feels a lot like a real relationship, yeah. right? We get together the dream of what we could be mm-hmm. and is amazing. And then you start to actually lay the foundation and do yeah. the work. So. And I think, you know what? I think moral of the story, thank goodness that the model for love yeah. is not a whimsy, comes and goes yeah. flow of emotion, but it's this really empowered choice yeah. that we get to make. It's robust. It is robust and it is strong. And the kind of love that God offers us is not weak. It is not flimsy. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it doesn't break over time. And gosh, would we just be the kind of people that give ourselves to that kind of love? Come on. Let's go. Well, it's Valentine's (laughs) Day and uh, you get to love on that special someone that you you have. Babe, I just want to warn all the men out there. Okay. Listen, if you're listening to this right now and you did not plan, it's not shame on you. (laughs) It's you better freaking push pause and go figure (laughs) out a plan right away. Because I don't care what your wife says to you or girlfriend says to you at this point. She wants you to be intentional. That's right. And over the years, I have made this mistake. (laughs) And here's why I made this mistake is because I wanted to be lazy. I didn't want to be intentional. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be. Now we're confessing. No, it's true. I wanted to uh, do the bare minimum to get by. There's lots of reasons why. But that's the truth. They're all bad. They're all bad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm tired. It's been a long work week. We don't have a lot of money. (laughs) Whatever. It's only a, it's, it's man-made holiday. Yeah. But the truth is, is a great occasion to tell your woman how much you care for her. Mm, True. And, uh, the years that I've blown it, it's been such a bummer. Babe, Mm. you want to tell? Well, there's been a few, you know. We've had a lot of Valentine's Days, oh, and have. they haven't all been peachy. No. We've gotten into some some serious disconnected arguments on Valentine's Days yeah. before, one of which resulted in me sitting on the back porch by myself eating a bag of chips. And beer, drinking a beer. Drinking a beer <laughs> and eating a bag of chips for Valentine's Day by myself. I banished Jay from my presence yeah. and told him, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to have some time to myself because this blows. <laughs> Get out of my sight. Yeah. Come back when you know how to be more intentional. <laughs> it's true. I did such a bad job. Uh, she was out there. It's forgivable. Eating chips and drinking a beer. <laughs> By our pool. <laughs> that was just like. At least it was a nice day. Yeah. I was so mad at myself. That was years ago. Though. That was so long ago. That was a long time. So guys, be intentional. You know, do the little bit that it takes to make it awesome. Yeah. And you'll have a great life. All right, y'all. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Have a great life. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. You know, turn your love on. Make that powerful choice this week. Uh, if you love what we're doing, please leave a comment. Just take two minutes, guys. Mm-hmm. Leave a comment. Rate and review our podcast. It helps so much. Share it with a friend. Share it on your social media, too, honestly. And babe, this week, guess what we did? What? We hit 200,000 downloads this week. Yes. That's because of people like you sharing it, sending it, uh, sending it out. Send us some love for Valentine's Day. Let us know how much you love what we're doing. So otherwise, have an incredible week. We will see you next week on Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins. See you, everyone.